0: Support for the Couples' Council comes from Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Their purpose is to equip you with the right skills for a happy and healthy relationship. Schedule your consultations now. For more information, visit mercierwellness.com. Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Small steps, big changes. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Please consult a licensed professional for your mental health needs. Now Now on on with with the the show. show. Hello and welcome to the Couples Council. You are listening to Dr. Jameson Mercier, licensed clinical social worker and doctor of marriage and family therapy. We are having a lot of fun, learning a lot. I'm being reminded of a lot of things. No cap, like the young people like to say, and those young and young in heart. Um, I'm really loving digging in the archives. Okay, these last few uh, last few Wednesdays, okay, we've been being reminded. I've been reminded of just some of the things that fathers go through. What it means to be a father, the uh, challenges, um, because that's for us. That's what it's all about here uh, for Father's Day month. I hope you all. You dads out there and you father figures. I really hope you guys had a wonderful uh, Father's Day. Whether it was that day alone, the weekend, or if you're like us, you're celebrating the entire month of June, okay? I really hope that you feel um, valued, that you are recognized for your efforts and if you didn't hear it, if you don't hear it, I'm going to tell you right now, I love you, man. Okay? You are special. You are. Your community needs you more um, even than your community realizes sometimes. And that's okay, right? You just need to know that. And so I just want to encourage you. I want to tell you keep your head up and continue doing what you're doing. Okay? Now... We're just going to just jump into um, our final, our final dad. This is the final piece that we dug out of the archives. And it's almost like we saved the best for last, but I'd be lying if I said that because from the first one, you know, from the first time we listened to Mr. Perry and then to Mr. Charles, Akimo Charles, you know, I, I, I can't choose. Okay, in their own rights, these guys have shown up and um, taught me, reminded me of a lot of things. Like I say, so this brother here—I'll tell you—I'll tell you a little bit about him. Um, this is Big Man Kelly for those of you who are fans, uh, Brother Davis to others. Uh, he and I have done a lot of work together. Uh, work with me and my wife. Um, we used to do some work with uh, Hot One Hundred Five years, few years ago, and uh, he was the DJ at the time. Um, he's also a DJ that does, you know, parties, events, and little known fact: uh, he and I did a wedding together. Now, if you know me, if you're really close, you'll know when and who that wedding was for, but. That that's the kind of stuff that's a little known fact. But he was the DJ and I was the MC. So, if as a matter of fact, if you know of that event, send me a message, send me an email, uh, leave a comment when you listen at the end of this episode, um, and uh, we can chat. We can see who's been spying on me. But uh, on a real tip, Big Man Kelly is a not only is he a DJ, but this dude. He's the kind of father that really, um, his experience is unique. And, and I, I'm not even going to try and do it and do justice. I'm going to let you listen to his entire interview. But um, when I heard him talk, right, there's just some things about people that you don't know. And then when you hear that story, then you're like, oh, my goodness. Damn, I would have never guessed. I would have never known. And so we could not do this and not include his story, all right? And don't don't think that this is the whole story, but this is just a part of his story, but it's a significant piece. It's a a significant part of who he is. So listen to his interview, and uh, I'll be back at the end. Hi, I'm Dr. Mercier, and we're talking fathers again. Everybody will tell you that black fathers, brown fathers, that they're not around. They'll even go further and tell you that they are deadbeat dads. But you know what? That's actually false. And what we're doing this month in honor of Father's Day is we're proving that. Joining me is Kelly Davis. Hi, how are you? I'm good, good. Good to meet you again, man. We're not strangers, we're not strangers. No, 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 that's that's not even act like me. No, yeah, (laughs) just, uh, but thank you for agreeing to uh, join me Mm -hmm. while we dispel some myths Mm -hmm. about black fathers. Mm -hmm. Um, tell me about uh, your situation how many
1: kids uh, I have a total of four children okay. uh, I've been married twice so it's, it's a bit of a blended family my oldest is uh, just turned 21 and uh, okay. so uh, so it's, it's a blended family my oldest uh, was from my previous marriage which I also had got uh, primary custody of
0: mm. so when I was
1: remarried you know it's, it's you know bringing in this at the time five or six-year-old child and then having three more children on top of that as part of the new marriage so okay um,
0: so, so 21 year old what's the next what's the ages um
1: well let's see 21 nine and three-year-old twins wow yes yeah, so I got a nice little, <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: got, I got a broad range from adults to toddlers oh so. yeah yeah busy busy house yeah okay and so um being a father raising kids having kids for you mm-hmm. is somewhat of a unique experience um I, I wouldn't say it's not
1: unique for me because unlike a lot of black males my dad was always there and it's still there today okay um so I've, I I know that I have the example that a lot of young black men never had seeing their parents my parents actually, just, what, a week ago, just celebrated 51 years of marriage. Oh, wow. So
0: I've always had that example of the Black family union. So tell me your experience of of your father uh, growing up. What was that like? Uh, You know... When I, when I say it
1: is different for me, I used to get upset with my dad and tell him, you know, oh, dad, you're a workaholic, because he was, he was, he was when we lived in Chicago, he worked for the gas company, and my father's also been a jazz musician, so he was working day and night, not realizing that my father was doing all of this so we could come to vacation on Florida to Florida during the summer, uh-huh. or spend the week camping in Galena, Illinois, or going somewhere on 4th of July, so at, at, at first... I was like, "Oh, Dad, you're not there," but then I'm realizing, "No, Dad is there. Mm-hmm. Dad's also um, helping to be the breadwinner." So, um, so I got to see those examples. I also, I used to, be, I used to get upset, you know, on during, on Saturdays when most kids were out riding a bike and playing, mm-hmm. you know, playing in the streets or whatever. I was digging up the the yard, putting in a sprinkler system, <laughs> or, helping dad? Dad with, uh... or helping my dad, helping my dad work on the car. So I, I learned a lot. Um, from my dad by example, so again, you, when you're a kid, you don't, you don't really see it the way it really is. Okay,
0: so he was like you in your face, you, you saw him,
1: yeah, regularly. Yeah, dad was there every day. Um, you know, uh, again, um, even though he worked, he literally had two careers, he always worked a, a corporate job and then you know, playing music on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And mom was there with us on the weekends, but there were even times when. Uh, I remember one particular year, my father was playing at a very ritzy hotel in Chicago, and so while he was downstairs playing music, we were upstairs in the hotel room having room service. Wow! So, so I, I've had some really unique experiences, I would say, um, over my lifetime, myself and my older brother. I'm dealing with two, uh, two older, so. Okay, you've been a
0: dad now. Um, how many years total?
1: Well, since. Melon mm-hmm. was born in 1996, so do the math.
0: <laughs> one, two, I'm not even going to try to. It. So it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. And so, tell me about the lessons you've learned since becoming a father.
1: Well, one, I find myself becoming my father. That's I find myself becoming my parents have to explain that? You know, the, the whole. Well, you're going to switch. Roles, <laughs> <baby>. <laughs> <laughs> um, when sometimes when it becomes to becomes. uh and not just discipline, let me just say that, but on a, on a day-to-day basis, I would say that I um, I remember those things my father would tell me mm. as a young man, and I'm now finding myself telling my children the same thing. Okay. So, That's weird when that happens. Yeah, it, it, you kind of have a little, it's like, did I just say what my dad uh-huh. You know, It's like a deja vu. It's like, wait a minute, I just said, I thought I'd never say that to my kids, but you find it, um, when your parents really instill something into you um, that's positive, you find yourself using that to help raise your own children. And you're, it's bearing fruit for you with your kids? I, w- I would say yeah, I would say yeah, definitely. Okay. They don't always listen, like, but I didn't listen when I, I was younger, so it's kind of, it, it, just like I find myself seeing or saying some of the things my father said, mm-hmm. I also find my children giving the reaction that I used to give my parents. Oh, what's so, that like? That's- again, déjà vu. You you put yourself in 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 the place of your nine year old or your three year old, or even a twenty one year old. And and everybody has their own, and for lack of better words, their own bit of rebellion in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's 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 interesting. It's interesting.
0: No okay. satellites. And so. A, a blended family situation um, wide ranging ages and then twins so yeah. Um, some people pray for twins I don't know if you were one of those but well it yeah. is my fault so <laughs> it's on my side of
1: the family so okay. it's definitely my fault
0: and so with a situation like that um, having been married before mm-hmm. and now coming with your daughter you said mm-hmm. um, anything challenging for you about uh, your role as a father. Well, I, I think
1: part of the challenge, first thing right off the bat, is making sure that your spouse, empowering them to be, and I, I, I didn't want to empower my wife, my wife to be her my daughter's mother because that's she has a mother. Mm-hmm. But in the same aspect, I wanted to empower my wife to, um, to understand that you have domain over my child. We come as a package. And when we come as this package, you may not be our biological mother, but you're the mother figure in the house. Mm. And with that being said, you, you can, I, I actually would think about it how a woman would think about it in opposite. You know, a lot of times when, when you see a, a single woman come into a relationship and she's got a child and she's bringing this boy or girl into the relationship and then mm-hmm. the man that's coming in, oh, that's my child. You can't talk to him that yeah, way. Yeah. No, that's not that because what happens is that sets a standard that the child will follow to say, I don't have to listen to what you tell me to do. You ain't my mama. Right. You ain't my mama. <laughs> you know, that kind of situation. You ain't my daddy. Uh, yeah. So I... That was one of the things that that was a, a kind of a rule that I said at the beginning. Even when we got married, we incorporated my daughter into the marriage ceremony. Okay, um, so wise, wise, wise decision. I did it help? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I want to. I want
1: to think. It did. I, 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 hope, I would hope that it did. Um, again, I wanted to um, continue to show my daughter even during the time when, when after the divorce from my first wife and me and our mother were apart i still wanted to have as much stability with my daughter my
0: parents helped me a lot mm. you know in the beginning with my daughter so um, it was always about making
1: sure that she had this stability around her so she would all even though we were divorced you would still see a family unit because look at your grandparents
0: mm.
1: so that's always kind of important.
0: was that ever a concern for you uh, with uh, we hear people talk about broken homes. Yes. Um, as a dad, do you think that did that ever cross your mind? It it did, but one of the things that I learned is that you cannot
1: use children to save your relationship. Mm-hmm. In, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, you're right. Um, because what will happen is if it, if there is conflict in the house between the two spouses. It's going to fall on the child one way or another, whether yes, whether right. you wanted to or not. They're going to see the conflict. They're going to see the arguments. They're going to see, you know, they're, they're going to see the opposite of what they should be really seeing, which is that family unit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, I'm, I just made a decision that, you know, um, I'm after it got to a certain point where, you know what, this isn't working. I needed to, and actually, it, 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 in my opinion, I think it was better for my child for that to happen than to have, to see my child being in, having examples of parents in conflict and all, constantly in conflict, and it's just not healthy. Now, what do you hope your kids take away from you as their father? Um, I would hope that they see how a black man loves a black woman. Hmm. Um, I, I think that's I
0: think that's really important I, you know I, I do my, my own Facebook post and I, I DJ a lot of
1: weddings and stuff like that and a lot of times when I'm posting stuff about the weddings I always say black love you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. Um, because I think we've gotten away from that as a people we've gotten away from seeing a husband and a wife and children together and and you know it's it's always a single mom or I saw something today about a single dad mm-hmm. too many times we're either having children out of wedlock, or our children don't see that family example. They don't see mom and dad coming home at the same time, or they don't see dad doing the dishes, or dad changing the diaper, or mom taking out the garbage. The the Even seeing what are either the conventional roles or the switching of roles. If you're not seeing that, you're seeing something else. You're right. seeing, you're seeing, you know, uh, mom, Being critical of dad because he's not around, Mm. or you're seeing dad being critical of mom because she's not around. Um, So I always want my children to see what black love looks like. What and we we, and let me just say this: I don't live in a perfect household. We we have our conflicts, we have our issues, but we also believe in counseling, Mm. Um, which is something that. Uh, I think is a people that we need to start embracing a lot more. Yeah. Um. There was a time when I didn't believe it. You know, bring, being, you, 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 as a black man, it's like, oh, why, why do I need to go see a counselor? Why do I need? To... One of the best things I ever did was go to counselor because one, it gave you a neutral ground to express issues with your spouse where there could be no repercussions. Yeah. I commend you for that. So, oh, Um, she had to drag me to go (laughs) though. But you stayed. But yeah, she had to. But but I uh, again, it also helps you to give you the tools of to one look at yourself, look at your wife, or look at your significant other, and look at the situation that you're in, and give you skills to cope or to give skill give you the skills to, to deal with the situation differently. Than, than, your first response, which is naturally to get angry or mm-hmm. denial of being upset. So, I, I definitely say would say that counseling is is definitely the
0: way to go. That's big for our community, man. I no, can't I, I, I can't accentuate any more than you have, um, especially when you talk about black men. Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's tough as a black man. It is tough to to express yourself. You know, um, we are. It's almost like we're naturally bred to be the alpha male. It's, mm-hmm. it's in our DNA. And but when you when you're the alpha male, I mean think about and I know this may be an unusual reference, but think about a pride of lions. Mm-hmm. You've got that that alpha male that's on top of the pile. There's no counselor for him. No. You know, no. There's no one asks him if he's okay. Right. It's like I, I, you're the alpha male, I'm the breadwinner, I gotta do it all. I'm in charge of everything. Yeah. But in 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 a human relationship. It's a little bit different, and and that's one of the things. Actually, that's one of the things that I thought about when when I thought about what what I wanted to kind of get off my chest. I think that the sometimes the black male gets it wrong, and what I mean by that is is that having an understanding of what the male's role is in the relationship. But what do you think causes that? I mean, and not to sound. You know, like give a simple answer. Some of it is society, some of it is the way we're raised, some of it is the way, um, some of the examples of what we see and what a man is um, may not be the best example or may not be giving us the be- best advice. You know, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, when, you, when you look at the Bible and it says that the man is supposed to be out of the household, we get it wrong, Oh, we do. We absolutely get it wrong. We think that the man of the household is ruling over the kingdom with an iron fist. Yeah. And that's not true. What that means is, you know what? Think about your relationship as a a cruise ship. You're going along in the water. Well, somebody's got to drive a boat most of the time, or at least direct a boat. That's the captain. But what if the captain steps off the bridge? Somebody's got to be in charge. Right. That's your first mate. That's your wife. So that's what it means by being equally yoked. Yes, you're the man and you're the head of the household, but you still have to consult with your wife on what's going on. You have to do it together, whether it's dealing with finances, whether it's dealing with your children, you have to be in agreement on things. And sometimes your wife may have a different perspective that might be better for the situation mm-hmm. than than you might think. And that's okay. Oh yeah. But but again, you know, we have a tendency to Think of the, the, the oh I'm the head I'm the man in the house and what I say goes and you know sitting on the couch drinking a beer watching TV and you just gonna clean up the house no uh, you, uh, that, that's not what it really is um, even even today because I'm my wife is in the corporate structure she works for the school board she's an assistant principal and she does a lot she will work all day and then come home and cook dinner
0: mm.
1: but then it's like on a day like today it's like oh let me let me take care of the laundry and wash the towels and clean up the bathroom and clean up the bedroom before she gets home. Like when she she came home and brought the kids home, I accidentally turned my phone off because I went to reset it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just cleaning up the room, mopping the floor, making up the bed, washing the sheets, you know. I want my children to see that being the head of the household means that you are responsible for
0: everything that goes on in the house. Sounds like uh, servant leadership. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an interesting way to think on it not just sitting
1: up here commanding but getting down yeah Do, being on being on the front line don't dishes take out the garbage you know um, change like I said when it's when it's bedtime there are times when uh, and again having twins so what's what's been happening lately is my wife my, my twin boys like to take showers they don't like to take baths mm-hmm. so she'll get them in the shower together and then she'll take them out together and then they'll come out of the shower and we'll with the both of us we're tackling the twins at the same time, you know, putting on the pull-ups, putting lotion on the body, putting on the pajamas, getting the milk ready. um So, I, I want my children, my son, I want my children to see that, you know, to see that being of the household means that you are
0: responsible for everything. And so, sounds like you're in every aspect. I try to of be a house. I try to be. I try to be. Good. Good for you. Good for your family, man. Sounds like they got a good thing. If you were talking to new fathers or soon-to-be dads, what bit of advice uh, might you give them? I would say, one, cherish every moment. I would secondly say, never stop learning because every child is different. There there will be commonalities in all children, Mm -hmm. but each child is different. Um, I, I would also say,
1: let your child become who they want to be and support whoever that is. Uh, I know that because of the support that I had from my family, I'm able to be the the entertainer and the DJ that I am today, and I've always had my parents support from day one. Whether I wanted to play baseball when I was younger, you know, even though dad was working a lot, mom would take us to the baseball games and take us to practice. Um, Or they would switch off and, and, you know, when I was in high school, being in the marching band, so, so for me, my parents always supported whatever it is I wanted to do. As long as it was something positive. If, uh, it was, and it was literally, my, my dad, would, he kind of said it jokingly, but there's some truth to it. If you're going to be a bank robber, be the best bank oh, robber. That's. And, <laughs> you know, But that was something that, that so, so again, I would say, don't necessarily force your children into what you want them to be. Find out what they like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then expound on that. I think I think too many times we force our kids into playing football or basketball or you know something that almost like we're trying to live vicariously through our children. Yeah, give them our trophies. Right, exactly. And, and as opposed to doing that, find out what the you know I I found out two years ago my son loves tennis. Okay, well he's going to tennis camp this summer. Nice. Um, and and he's good at it because he enjoys it. My son likes to draw. He he likes to read. So it's like if your kids, if you see a place where they excel support them in that because it it's it's something that they can own later in life it can even become an outlet for them mm-hmm. it can even become a career for them so I, I would just say observe them see what their likes and their
0: loves are and then just support them in that. a lot of fathers go into it with these expectations but i believe that yeah I would say I was
1: you know I really would say that because it, it's strange I was growing up it was kind of the opposite my mother was into sports my dad's not my dad's in the, into you know being a musician mm-hmm. so here, here it is the roles the typical roles were reversed i mean the, the chicago bulls would be playing basketball you could hear my mother yelling in the room, <laughs> while well, my dad would be off into in, in, his man cave playing the piano or something mm-hmm. like you know, listening to music so um so uh, again i would say just just let them be who they let them explore who who they want to be and then if you notice something just just support them and support them as much as you can
0: so with your daughter uh from your previous marriage mm-hmm. you mentioned having custody of your daughter Yeah, tell me about what was going on around that time and how that came to uh to be well
1: for me it was it was a choice i being uh, being a DJ, celebrity DJ, whatever you want to call it, being an entertainer, um, but also being a dad first, um, I had to. Well, one, I had a lot of help mm-hmm. from from my parents and from other family members and from her godparents, my daughter's godparents. But I I made a conscious choice. It was it was almost like you get to a point. I was at a point where okay, do I choose my career or choose my child? Mm-hmm. And I chose my child. Okay. I, wow. you know, I, I could have traveled around the country doing different, you know, different, being on different shows or doing different radio stations around the country. I had those opportunities, but I I made a choice, a conscious choice, to say, you know what, I can still have this mm-hmm. and make sure my child is okay first. Wow. So I, I decided to um, put her first, but I actually incorporate her into those decisions, in those decisions so it, it wasn't and, and actually honestly it wasn't it wasn't for me it, it wasn't really a tough decision it was like your dad you're it was in a, better, a
0: no-brainer
1: yeah it was like your dad you're in, a, you're in a better position than mom to take care of her and that's what you need to do and that's what it is wow that,
0: it was that simple looking back at that situation if there are men in a similar situation who would like to do what you did but are feeling some resistance mm-hmm. from the moms. What advice would you give
1: those guys specific? I'm smiling a little bit, all joking aside though, act like a man, think like a woman. <laughs> I'm gonna expound on that. Yeah, please gonna, do. Let me let me just first say this. Conventionally, or it's been our it's been instilled in our minds that the court system is always for the mother. It's actually not true. Mm. Men have a tendency to make the mistakes of not following through with the system. Okay, you know, and and, and this is where I think we, you know, it's always, well, she want to put me on child support. Well, it's your child; you're supporting your child. So, regardless of who gets the custody, if that's your child, pay the child support. Mm. That's that's number one. Okay, number two, if you really want custody of that child. Do what it takes to do that, which means you gotta have a stable home. You gotta have stable income. You gotta show that you're gonna be the best parent for that child to be the custodial parent. Mm-hmm. Um so men have to get out of thinking first thing that the court system is not in their favor, because remember, this is going back, and i I had cust- I got custody my daughter when she was three years old. So we're talking about
0: 20 years almost.
1: Yeah, it was, it was no, it, no she's 21, so we're talking about nineteen 1990- ninety. Nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, give or take, somewhere around there, Seventeen so. years, ago. Damn. yeah. So think about again. It, it's always been the court system is in in the woman's favor. You no, know, you have to know. You got to get in front of that judge to show the judge that why you're, why should you, why should I choose you over the mother?
0: Do you think the men who don't do that sometimes are looking for a way out, or they just don't, don't know? I think some of it is that they don't know because
1: uh, again, conventionally the court system has been in the mother's favor. So you almost feel like you're going into, it's almost like you're going into a competition that's already rigged. Okay. You know, but, but if you think it's rigged, then it's going to be rigged because you're going to, you're going to give off, um, kind of like that attitude. And that's another thing that I noticed being, I've been in front of a couple of judges in 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 family court. I realized that most of the judges lean towards the parent that seems to be the most even Mm kid. If you're coming in there, this, that. I I literally remember a judge getting upset because my ex-wife brought my daughter to court. Wow. And she, even though I was not responsible for it, but I realized how she was doing it, she read both of us the right way. Don't you ever bring a child up into my courtroom. She didn't subpoena the child. So I so I would I would just say, you know what? Just show that you you as a man, if you want to be that the the prime get primary custody of a child or full custody, whatever it is, show that you can you you have things in the best interest for that child. Take the cut take the parenting class. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even to this day, my ex-wife never took a parenting class. Oh uh, I took the parenting class. Um, I was always very even cute. I didn't, I didn't let mine. You kind of have to take your emotions out of the situation, which is really tough. Mm-hmm. But take your emotions out of the situation. Think about what you want to do for this child and just be calm about it. Because usually it's us, it's us blowing, blowing up in court, mm-hmm. getting upset, showing our emotions, being angry. And that's not us. Mm-hmm. The judge is going to see that as, oh, yeah, he needs to be with me. But
0: she needs to be removed. So So in a situation, if it's a daughter, Mm -hmm. and this father's hearing, well, she needs her mama, It's a girl, what can a man do for the daughter? What do you tell that
1: dad? In in my situation, one of the things that I always did, my daughter never heard me say anything negative about her mother in front of her. Mm -hmm. If I did have discussions about her, it was never with her in the room. She was never around. She never heard me say anything negative about it. Never. Um, that's that's number one. Um, and you're right. You know what? A, a girl needs a mother, and a, and a, and a young boy needs a father. Absolutely right. I did
0: everything I could to make sure that my ex-wife
1: was in our child's life. Mm-hmm. Now she made some choices okay um, that I wasn't happy with and actually at one point it made me angry because here it is in my mind you know I'm I'm making all the sacrifice to make sure my daughter has the best and there were times when she didn't she was supposed to come pick her up from my parents house and wouldn't show up and uh, it it bothered me it also bothered my daughter uh, which affects her to this day okay Um, so I would just say give the other parent the opportunity and let the child know that you're giving the parent the opportunity say if you, you know it, it may be tough to deal with but it's like okay on Saturday Saturday and Sunday you're spending the weekend at your mom's house mm-hmm. uh, and do that there was actually even a time even though I was the custodian parent I let my child go live with her mother and it was the best and the worst time
0: mm-hmm.
1: learned a lot in that time I learned a lot learned that she was just like a mother (laughs) and you can't have both of them in the same house together it was too much of a conflict Uh, um, so I allowed her to move back in but um, and this was maybe she was around 11 but you needed to see but I also wanted her to see the lifestyle that we live. we live a certain lifestyle that was that was in, in growing up my parents later told me the truth I thought we were rich growing up (laughs) I <laughs> found out the truth. My parents would sacrifice bills so we could go on vacation. We could go mm-hmm. to summer camp. We could do this. I did the same for my children. Okay. I do the same for my children. You know, your child does not, if something's wrong in the house, the child's not supposed to know. All they're supposed to do is have a care. If if, if you're hungry, it's food the refrigerator. If you want to entertain yourself, go watch TV or go read a book or go outside and play. You do what you got to do. You do what you have to do. And and I think that's that kind of sums it
0: up. Do what you have to do. That will be the best. Folks, there you have it. Thank you. Mr. Kelly Davis, a.k.a. Big Man Kelly. Really, there isn't much else for me to add. There's nothing else for me to say. Um, If you were paying attention, if you were listening, then you got it. And if you did not get it, go back and listen to it again. And not just his episode. Go back to listen to Akimo's episode and to Perry's episode. Put those three together and you essentially have a master class in fatherhood, black fatherhood. Okay, listen to what Kelly said. Listen to some of the difficulties and challenges that he had to deal with. He's not the only one. You listening to this, you probably going through it right now. You probably know a dad or maybe it's your husband. Dealing with this right now. Go back. Play it again. Play all of them again. Okay? And then when you're done, share it. Send it to a friend. Send it to a father who needs to know that he's validated, that he's he's supported. Times like this, black men and black fathers and black father figures, they need those kinds of messages. So... Don't hesitate. Tell them Tell them I sent you and they can beef it out with me. I'll deal with them. After you do that, come back, leave a review. Let us know what you think. Shout out to Big Man Kelly, along with all the other fathers who lent us their time, their wisdom. Thank you to their families who allowed them to uh, pull away for a little bit. That's always a good thing. You know, I encourage getting away, but uh, we recognize that any time a man is away from his family, um, it's it shouldn't be taken for granted. So that's the end of our show for today. That is also the end of our series. I want to remind you, starting next week, okay, July 1, you will be in for a bit of a change. All right, relationship renegade will be in full effect. Um, There is one more weekend edition episode, one more Saturday episode to remind you, but I will say it here just so you don't forget. Uh, If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to some of our special Saturday episodes and then you'll be all caught up. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Couples Council. Um, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Dads, keep your head up. Ladies, ladies, Keep your head up. You are valued. You are queen. I'll catch you Saturday for Relationship Renegade Weekend Edition. Bye now. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our mom and dad. If you like them as much as we do, then click subscribe and leave a comment. But now they have to go because it's family time. So go practice what you heard, and we'll catch you on the next episode.